Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. The other night, I couldn't sleep. And I got up and I was thinking, you know, we should really talk about sleep on one of our shows and how homeopathy corresponds to good sleep. In the course of all that, I was taking some notes and I, and I just thought, you know, we don't really think about our sleep enough. Parents, when they have a schedule for the kids, you know, back in the good old days, we worked hard all day outside farming or we were more of an outdoor people. So we became naturally more fatigued during the day and children didn't have a problem sleeping at night. Nowadays, we have so many lights We have so many things going on that our children tend to not even sleep as well as they used to. And we tend to not sleep as much as well as we used to, especially because of all the electrical appliances that are plugged in and lights out in the yard unless we have blackout curtains and because a lot of us live in town or, or even the TVs are running and the radios. And so that actually interrupts our sleep. All the electrical products around us do tend to make our adrenals run on a little higher scale. So just with that being said, you know, it's just a really good idea to think about it. (laughs) You know, unplug some of the appliances if we can, keep lights to as low as we can. And I know a lot of parents aren't going to like this, but even the night lights, we tend to use night lights for our children and that is really not good for them. The other noise factors in the house down to a bare minimum so that our, our bodies can actually function the way they're supposed to. But on top of that, there's a lot of reasons that people tend to not be able to sleep. And remember, in homeopathy, we treat the symptoms. We don't always have to know the exact reason that we can't sleep. I know some people will say, well, it's stress. Or it's, I ate too much before I went to bed. Or I had, or the kids watched a scary movie. Or whatever it is, we treat those symptoms. And if your child comes in and he says he's scared, honestly, if he's scared, what are you scared of, sweetie? The monster. If there's a monster in the closet or a monster in the bed, think of magnesium. One of the magnesium remedies very often, magcarb or magphos, one of the magnesiums will actually help to get rid of those nightmares or the fear of that monster being in the bed or somebody because the funny thing is is he's is he afraid the monster's going to take him or is he afraid the monster's going to kill him you know depends and so all of those sensations and all of those all of those things mean a lot and if you can't get it under control with homeopathy for mommy's book you can you know take him to one a homeopath in one of the neighboring towns because like I said homeopathy is so easy so easy to use and any good homeopath can help a child with nightmares or help an adult to start sleeping again because he is stressed out um, so don't hesitate to utilize all those wonderful homeopaths out there in the world I really I've been to many many seminars and studied with people from all over the country and actually all from all over the world and I haven't met a homeopath that wouldn't go out of their way to help anyone. Yes, 
home, you know, when you go and have your case taken, it, it does get kind of spendy. But I'll tell you what, they're going to stick with you. I mean, and I say it's spendy because it's going to be anywhere from two to you know four hundred dollars or somewhere in there probably to have a chronic case taken. But that homeopath will then know your your whole person. They're going to know what which direction to go, and they're going to stick with you. And ask them, you know, about follow-ups and things like this because, you know, once you get the current situation under control, so often your body's going to start wanting to heal things that you've suppressed in the past. And so a good homeopath is going to want to stick with you and help you through those chronic, those past chronic issues. And honestly, if you've got a lot of suppressed chronic type issues, if you're like middle-aged (laughs) <laughs> like I am. <laughs> it's, it could take a couple of years to clean up everything. But within two years, it's you're going to be clean. If you're going to if you're going to work with this homeopath and you're going to not go back on pharmaceuticals, most people can get their whole system cleaned up within a couple of years. And like I said, and then you're going to feel so good. And your sleep, your good sleep is going to return. And even like I said, most of us have just an, an occasional night or two that we can't sleep. And the book Homeopathy for Mommies, which you can go to my website very, 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 very soon and purchase Homeopathy for Mommies either in hard copy or an ebook pretty soon. And that will help you to just look and see, oh, gee, you know, what's going on? Oh, Avena, which is oat, the remedy. Avena is going to help me. I can just take that remedy. It's going to help me sleep right away. Or coffee for someone who's really, really excited about an upcoming event. There's different reasons behind our not being able to sleep. And so these homeopathic remedies will help. But beyond all of that, I, I, I'm going to go back to a statement by um, Dr. Donald R. Beans, he's a homeopath from Idaho or Montana. He's a a homeopath of a friend of mine. And he had written a little book called Integrative Endocrinology, The Rhythms of Life. It's, It's an excellent book for students, homeopaths like myself, who are still studying, because he writes so well. Uh, He writes simply, and he gives you a little bit about each of the different natural type remedies and how to how to use them and how to understand the system. He's kind of he's kind of familiar with traditional Chinese medicines. He's he does some also he does some acupuncture and things like that. And acupuncture is amazing. If you have something that's going on, acupuncture will really help the body speed up its healing. But Dr. Bean writes about the pineal gland, which has the appearance of a pine cone. This is the origin of the name, he says. The pineal produces melatonin. This is the sleep hormone, and some people believe that the penile deteriorates and calcifies with age, and this is what leads to sleep disturbances in the elderly. Now, like I say, there's no proof of that. It's just that it's something that's been discussed, because the elderly seem to not need as much sleep. (laughs) And uh, anyway, the penile gland produces this melatonin, which produces the serotonin, which actually helps to synthesize and... The serotonin will help you to sleep. And it also says here that melatonin can be synthesized in the in the retina of the eye and in the stomach. So it's kind of interesting how all the endocrine functions work together. Now, it does seem like sleep is really, really a big waste of time. But without our proper sleep, our health will begin to deteriorate and eventually fail. You'll hear old people say, oh, if I could just get one good night's sleep. And we don't even think about it when we're younger because we just go to sleep, we get our nine 
hour, uh, nine or ten hours of sleep when we're a kid. Our parents take care of everything else, and we don't have any worries. And then as we grow older, we tend to think, oh, my goodness, look what I have to do tomorrow, or Johnny needs this, or Susie needs that, and I have to get all of this done in the next two days, and our little minds start working. So you know what? If it's a situation like that, we just reach for kafia or a vena, even magfos if it's insomnia from just sheer exhaustion, and natrum muraticum, that wonderful cell salt. If we're waking up and we feel more dead than alive, we reach for the magmer and mag self even or natrum sulfuricum can help us if we're really really sleepy during the day. There's just some really good remedies that we can just reach for. We just have to stop and think about it. Why am I so tired? Okay, I've been overdoing it a little bit lately, but I shouldn't feel this tired. I mean, ask yourself, do I feel like I'm coming down with something? Or do I just feel like I could just sleep and sleep and sleep? If that be the case, maybe we're lacking B vitamins. Because it's so funny, I tell people that come into the store, they'll say, oh, what kind of vitamins do you carry? And I say, well, uh, actually I don't. I carry some colloidal minerals and vitamins here, but I really only recommend those during times of severe stress or times where you're like expectant mothers or children who are growing really fast, things like that. But for the most part, I just encourage people to take herbs, organic herbs. And I say if you've, you know, B vitamins, if you are under a lot of stress at work or if, like you said, you know, something comes up and you go, oh, you're scared. I've heard people say that you can deplete all your B vitamins from one good fright. So spirulina is an excellent replacement for our, you know, bees in our diet. It helps to supplement. And so I don't hesitate hesitate to take spirulina at all. It's it's fantastic. Chlorophyll is a fantastic it it also works really well with the spirulina. And actually if you're gonna take chlorophyll, it will detox your your body. So you're gonna to want to take the spirulina in a in a in addition to the chlorophyll, so that you don't deplete your bees when you're detoxing. The chlorophyll is really, really good for you too. But anyway, I ex- I tell people, I says, I just encourage people to learn about the herbs and to take them when needed. And it's not a really, really big deal. Just learn one a week and say, oh, um, I need, you know, I'm tired. I need this or I need that. So just look up the, rem- the herb, you know, the category of what you're looking for, and if that's what you need for a supplement, then take it. But always be careful. Always take it as a food. Take it with food during mealtime, and never take herbs for more than three weeks at a time because your body will tend to get reliant on them, and you just want to use, sometimes you just need a boost. So that's what we do. And, you know, you're never going to eat the same foods all the time. So don't plan on taking the same herb all the time. You know, change them out, swap them out, because you're going to get different nutrients and and different benefits from each herb. So, with that being said, I um, I encourage you to help yourself and help your family because when our sleep starts to become interrupted, then our then our health can fail. And also, when our sleep is interrupted, that's a really good indication. If you can't pinpoint it to something exciting coming up, or something bad happened during the day, or something, you know, maybe you're dreading the next day or something, if that's that's the issue, or you have to get up early to go to work and you're not used to that. If it's not something like that, but if it's, you just notice there's just this recurring poor sleep pattern, you know, that is indicative of something going on inside the body, or it could be a sign that there's an imbalance or an illness that's that's coming on slowly. And so, 
you know, address that. And if you can't get it under control, like I said, please see a homeopath. You could have, like a child, maybe the child isn't sleeping well because he's teething, or he could have the flu coming on. Because once in a while, a kid will wake up screaming, and for no apparent reason, and the next day he's gonna, he could get sick. So when that happens, he wakes up screaming, give aconite, belladonna, right away during the night. You can, it, it's amazing how you can actually stop an illness from coming on right in its tracks just by listening to the symptoms. If, Like I said, if it's a deep issue, don't hesitate to see a homeopath because our sleep is a huge, huge symptom. We just think, oh, I can't sleep. <laughs> and if you ate too much, it's kind of funny because depending on the type the time of night when you wake, that's really indicative of which organ the blockage is at. In tr- traditional Chinese medicine, as well as in homeopathy, we use that time frame as an indicator as to which remedy we should be taking. If it's like the midnight to 1 or 2 o'clock hour, arsenicum is often a very good remedy. Nux vomica is the 3 o'clock hour because that's the liver hour. And so we, it's always nice to know what time it is that we're waking up because that is a that pattern will help us help lead us to a the particular remedy that's the most going to be the most beneficial just remember that in homeopathy we treat the symptoms and it is not always necessary to know the actual name of our disease or the actual illness that may be coming on or anything else we just treat the symptoms i i have kind of a long story i don't know if i really want to get into it I'll try to shorten it, okay? But I, I think it's helpful to find out how poor our health can get, and then we can bring it back again. But I was, let me think, I was about 16, 16 years ago, I was expecting my ninth child, and I was having so much trouble with the tooth. And I had had this tooth capped, and it was just, it was nothing but trouble. And then they told me, well, you're going to need a root canal. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's already capped. They said, well, we'll drill up in there and we'll give you the root canal and we'll get everything all fixed up. So like a dummy, I let him do it. And I had this capped tooth. Uh, <laughs> they did a root canal on a capped tooth. Well, from literally from that moment on, I went home and my health started going downhill. I didn't know it at the time. But for the first time in my life, I started snoring. And my husband's like, what the heck is wrong with you? I was like, what are you talking about? And he says, you're snoring. I says, well, maybe it's because I'm expecting. And yes, I was expecting, so that was another kicker. But it was such an urgent situation that they just felt that it was it was needed to do that. And they just it was local anesthetic, you know, when they gave me the, did the root canal. Anyway, over the course of the next few years, my... <laughs> my sleep pattern changed tremendously. I couldn't stay awake during the day. I was sleeping all the time. And if I could go back and change all those things, like for first of all, I wouldn't have had the root canal. But being as though I did, if I could have, you know, tried cleaning up my system at that point, that would have been just great. <laughs> but from that point on, my health kept getting worse and worse. And then I was exposed to a lot of external toxins. And it was, you know, more than I could just basically handle. And that was several years later. Like I said, my sleep never got any better. I was still snoring like crazy. My husband would literally beat me up trying to get me to wake up at night. I couldn't wake up with my babies. It was awful. And then by the time I had my last child, I got very ill. And I was having, I was losing weight. And then all of a sudden I started gaining weight. And then one night I got 
the shakes really bad and I just I had gotten up with my baby I thought well fine I'll quit nursing so I quit nursing my baby at 14 months and I went to fix her a bottle it was about four in the morning and I said oh honey mommy feels kind of shaky so I went later down and and then I said I'll be right back and I went in to use the bathroom and I felt so poorly that I thought oh my goodness I better do I drop to the floor or do I try to make it back to the bed anyway that's the last thing I remember thinking and I woke up with my head between the stool and the sink and I felt this sharp pain in my side and then I kind of passed out and I woke up in the middle of the bathroom and anyway crawled back to bed and I told my husband I said oh I broke a rib I can feel it clicking he said you what and I says yes I I fainted and I I I I must have hit something and I I Ron I says I I broke a rib. Anyway, next day I went into the doctor and they x-rayed me. I felt so awful. I can't even explain how bad I felt. And the doctor, he looked at me, he x-rayed and he says, yep, you have a broken ninth rib. He says, don't wrap it too much. Just kind of let it heal. It'll be fine. Well, the pain was quite bad, (laughs) but I thought, well, okay. A lot of people endure broken ribs. And then this was early mornings, Thursday. By Saturday, I had gone to mass you know, standing on the front porch after mass, and I was talking with a couple ladies, and all of a sudden I felt this prick in the side of my rib, and I said, "Ooh, I don't feel so good." And I felt like I was going to throw up. I says, "Well, girls, gotta go." Headed to the van, and by the time I got home, I was violently ill. Anyway, long story short, I started. I was. I had been taking arnica, of course, during this whole time, but as the next four days, three. Yeah, it was about three. See, this was a Saturday, so by. I didn't go into the doctor, I think, until the following Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Anyway, I had started bleeding internally. I was, I would have to hold my stomach when I walked because my stomach was, it was growing. (laughs) And I got to the hospital and they said, oh my gosh, when did this, you know, they couldn't believe when the accident actually happened and what had happened. What long story made really, really short. I hadn't broken my ninth rib. I had broken the four the 9, 10, 11, and 12 ribs. Literally, the doctor said they couldn't even read my x-rays because it was, they were so splintered because my health was so poor that when I hit that sink going down, those ribs just literally exploded and because my, my calcium, everything was so deficient. And then one of the ribs punctured the spleen, and then the whole backside of my spleen was ruptured as well, and I was still bleeding internally when I got to the hospital. So they decided to do an angiogram, and they were going to go up there and put a spring in where the spleen was bleeding, was trickling blood still. But because I had, because the spleen was trying to kill itself off, and I was starting to run a fever by this time, and I was, well, like I said, I was extremely ill. Anyway, when they did the angiogram, my spleen spasmed, and it, <laughs> this, the bleeding stopped. They pulled the, they didn't, they ended up not putting the spring in, and I ended up getting better. Uh, they did not have, I was able, my spleen, I still have my spleen, and the doctors just could not believe how my body was now trying to heal itself after they had, because it fib, literally fibrillated when they went to put that that little spring in, and um, so anyway, after that, I said, okay, I'm not doing so well. I ended up going to um, a really good woman's clinic, and they did blood tests, and they tested me for all these autoimmune diseases, and they said, yeah, well, you're pretty much borderline for everything we tested you for. You come back in a few months, we'll get you out, start getting you on some medications. And I said, uh, I don't think so. So at that point, I started really, really studying my health, my family's health, because 
all of us were being exposed to these external toxins at the time. And my girls, who were in that teenage years, were starting to have trouble with their cycles and all sorts of bad things were happening. And, you know, so I talked to my homeopath and I said, help me. Help me to understand how to heal the chronic. And he said, Sue, you know, I think the disease state is so deep nowadays that there's really no healing the chronic. And I said, I don't, I think you're wrong. You know, I really do. Anyway, I found that you can clean up the body. Uh, Today, I haven't been to a doctor now in so many years, but I feel good. I'm working 12, 14-hour days, six days a week now with our store. But I can run and walk, and I go sledding with the kids, and I don't ice skate anymore because I ended up breaking my leg about a year after the the (laughs) spleen issue um, because my bones were weak, and I toe pick. (laughs) Anyway. I was laid up for a long time, and so and God, being who he is, knows what I I needed a broken bone to keep me down, but it gave me lots of study time, and I learned a lot. I ended up calling uh, Rosemary Gladstar because I wanted to know more and more and more about herbs, and as it turned out, I ended up talking to her assistant. Rosemary Gladstar, by the way, is one of the nation's top women herbalists. She is so good, and she writes, she's She has recipes, and she teaches people how to use herbs. And so anyway, her assistant helped to get me on the right track, helped me to know what herbs to give my family and where to purchase them. And I ended up getting really big into essential oils because of a friend. And so I use oils and herbs and homeopathy. And yes, I even use acupuncture at one point when I had that broken leg that I discussed. That's another story. That's just crazy. We'll talk about that at another time. But all of these things, you know, people say, oh my gosh, so you've been through just about everything. And I says, well, that's what happens when you have 11 kids and you're old. (laughs) But it's true. Like I said, God, he uses, we are our own best teachers in the sense that if something comes up in our life, God allows something to happen it's for our benefit, you know, and if we can see it like that, it's either for our physical or spiritual benefit or for the benefits of those around us. And so I I can't believe how much experience I have because I had to learn it. <laughs> anyway, all of that, all of those experiences there began with my sleep pattern changing. I did not know it, but the inside of my body was becoming very, very sick And if I would have just, like I said, if I would have known a good homeopath or even known more about homeopathy and herbs and things like that, I probably could have avoided a lot of hospital bills. So anyway, just remember, symptoms, symptoms, symptoms. Pay attention. Try to get a handle on the situation, of your health situation, before it turns into a collapse or a disease like mine did. Remember, each person is different and will throw out their own set of symptoms. A good homeopath or mommy with a good book, like Homeopathy for Mommies, you can learn to discern those symptoms. And and if your situation is chronic, again, a homeopath. If it's acute, Homeopathy for Mommies will help you figure out what to take and to bring your system back into balance again. Don't forget the obvious either, nutrition. Nutrition, and make sure you're getting enough of your own good sleep. You have to go to bed at a decent hour, and you have to get up at a decent hour. And you should always have... And this is a fact. I mean, I'm not just making this up, but we should have a lot of routine. Yes, once in a while, there's going to be a day where we don't get to go to bed when we're supposed to, or we have to get up at a different time. But routine is very important to the human body. In the sense that I say routine, I'm talking about a set sleep time. Always know what time you go to bed. 
always know what time you're going to get up. And that routine helps to keep you in a healthful state. Also, a really good idea is detoxing. Every six months, we should go through some sort of a detox, clean up the liver, clean up the system. And by detox, I don't mean going on a 10-day fast or anything like that. I'm talking about, and you know, unless, of course, your health is really, really bad, then you want to be under the advice and the direction of a doctor. But I'm talking about like fruits and vegetables, you know, do three, four days of just clear liquids, fruits and vegetables, you know, juicing, things like that. Every Lent and Advent is when I like to watch what I eat and then detox on like Thursdays and Fridays or whatever. And I've, oddly enough, I have, my big deal is liver. I've always had kind of um, um, liver issues. So I try to make it, it's a good policy for me to just fast on my own homegrown beets every Friday. That's right. B-E-E-T-S, beets. And if I do that just on Fridays, eat nothing but beets, clear liquids, and, you know, I mean, I, I exercise or whatever. I just, I don't do anything different. I have beets for lunch, beets for supper, or beet greens or something like that. Flushes the system and keeps me, keeps my weight regulated and it keeps me feeling good. And then during Lent, of course, I give up, you know, we give up sweets or whatever. And um, so that's a really good time to clean up the system. And Advent again before the Christmas season, it's a really good time to clean up the system. Give your body that break. You know, people are saying, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to go on a diet. And I say, you know, if we would just live healthful, allow yourself your treats on Sundays or, you know, if you're going out with a friends or a family get together, a birthday party or something like that, allow yourself treats at that time. But for the most part, just tell yourself, if it's not going to nourish my body, I really don't think I should be eating it. And just kind of keep that your policy and tell your kids to keep it their policy. And they're not going to have health issues due to nutrition. Eat organic, especially if you're eating grains, eat organic or non-GMO. Try to keep your meats grass-fed if possible and watch the nitrates. Nitrates are not going to hurt you if you only have them once in a while but if you eat them on a daily basis or more than a couple times a week you know you're going to start to have issues uh there's just other things you know if it's just use your head like i said i don't worry too much about what i eat on sundays but the rest of the week i want my food to nourish me not to make me sick and then before you go to bed i there was a i honestly i heard i was listening to a doctor speak one time and i cannot remember the name of the doctor so i shouldn't even tell you this but um, I've looked it up and I've, this is uh, it's a really good recipe that they talked about raw milk. You know, every, you hear every time you turn around, milk is not good for you, milk is not good for you. And, and that's true if we're drinking pasteurized milk because pasteurized milk has no enzymes and so therefore it's very difficult to digest. So you're really not getting any benefits. It's actually harming you more because your body has to work so hard to process that milk. But if you drink raw milk then you're going to get a lot of nutrients from the milk. And some people tend, people say, oh, I'm lactose intolerant. And Dr. Mercola, I did read one time that he said that 70% of all people who are lactose intolerant, if they would drink raw milk, would find that they're no longer lactose intolerant. And it's very interesting because that makes sense. We're lactose intolerant because our body simply can't digest the milk. If it's raw, the enzymes are already there and rich. But anyway, this one doctor, this she had recommended that if you have trouble sleeping, drink one cup of warm raw milk before you go to bed. Do not warm it above, you know, 
Don't go for 130 degrees because you don't want to kill any enzymes. Just warm it to a good warm drinking temperature because milk is the perfect food in the sense that it has a perfect balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats that help you to get a good night's sleep. And also, Epsom salt baths. Epsom salt, remember, is magnesium sulfate. The magnesium in and of itself will help you to sleep. But a hot tub is going to help detox you, and it's also going to warm your body, and a warm body sleeps better. So a couple of other tricks there and that will help you to sleep. There's so many, you know, tricks to help you sleep that, uh, I don't know, we could just talk for hours and hours, I think, and I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> but, and obviously, a good conscience, a happy family, a happy home, all those things help to make us the whole person, the whole person that we are and that we need to be, a good prayer life. And, you know, it's kind of funny because I've always had family. Um, I've never, I never want for company. I've always <laughs> been in the company of several people. Um, for me, it's rare to be alone. And so that part of my life is not wanting. But a lot of people they they do feel lonely or they they do miss their family or they've lost a loved one and or they can't be with their family cuz so many people work on the road nowadays or and they're away from home and they're away from the those that they love that also can be a huge stress in our in our world and homeopathy can help that as well but just remember that you're never alone you always have your guardian angels and we always have Lord who loves us so much and just you know that prayer life will help to make us that whole balanced person as well and if it's loneliness you know we can that magfos is is really a good one like I said the magnesiums are huge when it comes to sleep magmer if it's you know the mommy issue the muraticum in homeopathy is is mommy carbonicum or carb is daddy fos is friends and other other loved ones so Couple that with the magnesiums because salts always are, are never alone in nature. They always they always have to cob on to a different element. So remember those magnesiums when it comes to sleep as well. So I guess, you know what, with that, I'm going to close and just thank, I want to thank so many people who have been coming into my little store and they're starting to respond to this homeopathy the homeopathy for mommies and they're starting to get excited so and it's kind of funny because it really is the young mothers who come in and ask for help or advice and they're like thank you so much I want to learn more I want to learn more and I do appreciate you guys sticking in there with me because like I said I, I don't I'm not good with the media I, this whole radio show is very difficult for me but I do love helping others. I love helping mommies to have healthy families. And I know even my own daughters now are starting to realize how blessed they are that they know about homeopathy in this world. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, mom, all these kids are sick and we we don't have to go to the doctor. We're so lucky. And yes, we are lucky. We're blessed. So just remember that and don't forget to thank God for the helpful benefits that he has given us through these natural herbs, homeopathics, and even the good people who come into our lives to help us. So anyway, with that, I'm going to let you go. And thank you so much for joining me. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. 
please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.